We are good okay. to whenever. So, cuts in combos, episode two. We survived another whole week. Look at that. Yeah, we're, we're, does this make us consistent now? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go four in a row makes us consistent. Okay, four in a row. What, what's the old thing about like once someone goes to a gym for like three weeks, it becomes a habit or something? Yeah, so isn't it two weeks to get a habit started, and then it takes three months for a lifestyle or something? Something like that. Yeah, two or three yeah. months. Let's so, try and aim for a lifestyle. Okay, <laughs> I believe. I believe. Okay, so we've got a number of running points for this, haven't we? So we've we got... Have. I've got a character profile for someone who's coming up in a Marvel project soon. We've got a couple of little bits of news about some stuff that's on the way in various universes. And then you've got a couple of points as well. Yes. And so... Preference that there will be potential spoilers if you're not fully up to date. Yeah. Um, if there's just any serious a... spoilers, we'll... Yeah, um, make sure to we'll, cover. Yeah, we'll just have a running spoiler warning. We'll throw a spoiler alert up on screen, or try and remember to say it before discussing anything. If you've managed to avoid this warning, yeah. I'm sorry. Um. So, where do you want to start? I don't. I actually, you know what my talking points are. So let's start with yours because these are completely new to me and my catch me off guard, and I like that. Okay, then big kind of spoiler points, but going to be going back on Spider Man No Way Home. Just because more every week I seem to have more ideas about where things are going now because of uh, the the events that took place. The, the the pure magnitude of this film keeps hitting you back in the face. Yes, and a lot of this as well is like browsing TikTok and Twitter and seeing people's theories and different things that then I'm like, ooh, that is a potential. So... These are a couple of different theories of things. First one is... I don't know if this is possible, because I don't know necessarily how all Doctor Strange's spells work. Okay. I wonder if there is a potential spell that reverses said effects. If someone would... Obviously, like, it would need to be a situation where they know that spell is taking place, which obviously people don't but then people seem to because dr strange knew that they'd done the spell at that full moon party but wong hadn't so there's obviously the potential for people to know that spells happened so here's my theory with that and don't get me wrong part of this is me trying to dance around minor plot holes but my logic is it could have been when he did that spell for the party they mentioned that he just didn't include himself in the people who had to forget yeah, that is my... So, my like, when they were originally is... doing the spell, the whole reason it went wrong is because Peter kept changing it, not because he wanted certain people to remember. It's just that he kept making Stephen change it. If, and the reason everyone had to forget this time for the final spell was otherwise there would still be yeah. people who knew and therefore it wouldn't fix the problem. No. So, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't my... think... Hang on, because my reason for this is like, if there is a potential spell that also lets you reverse that said spell's effect, Ned started. Well, Ned can now do a bit of magic, as we saw. Okay. Yeah. What if he is fucking about on his own, trying to figure out what he can do? And this is a very long stretch but like this is like when he maybe he started his, maybe he's getting some training or something and he's kind of trying stuff that he's not meant to yet what if he accidentally undoes the spell slightly and suddenly starts remembering peter just him <laughs> i feel like that's a bit of a stretch um but i i'm curious to see where this goes they've worked really hard on developing the characters of M- mj and ned to just for want of a better word throw them away while it's a brilliant direction for the Spider-Man character, I really want to know the long-term payoff. Yeah. Um, I think... But, I mean, that's the beauty. We have to sit here and twiddle our thumbs for however many years think... and come up with outlandish theories. Yeah, and I think playing off that, this is something I'm, I'd forgotten about until you just mentioned them, but, like, for potential of Ned's future in the storyline, one thing I saw was... There's obviously, we kind of 
are expecting something to happen that kind of puts Doctor Strange back as the Sorcerer Supreme. I because it's like it's meant to be his title in theory. Yeah. So one. You thinking Wong's some, dying? Something's gonna happen to Wong. So he, he Doctor Strange is Sorcerer Supreme again, and then maybe Ned is his first student. Maybe. That he teaches. So what I'm Ned really becomes... curious is, because I think oh. Ned in the comics is Hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it was the Ultimate Universe. Green Goblin wasn't Norman Osborn in a suit with like a botched super soldier serum. It was Norman Osborn took the serum and literally turned into this big Hulk goblin thing. Right. That could shoot like fireballs out of its hands and shit. As as you do. Yeah. Um, it's just it was just a different take. They reimagined a lot of his villains like uh, Spider-Man's villains like that. I'm not against the design. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if maybe they're trying to make Ned seem a bit more magical so they can have more fun with the hobgoblin concept. Maybe. Oh, what if it's like during his training of like learning the sorcerer magic? He turns to the, um, like the darker side of it, and that's what turned him into Hobgoblin. Yes, I think like one thing we can you can say about Marvel. Don't get me wrong; they tend to do it with lesser known characters. Is they like to have fun with the concept of the character and play with things. Hobgoblin would seem like the perfect Spider-Man villain for that because people are aware of him, but for a lot of people, he's not like as iconic as some of the other villains. Yeah. So that might just give them the wiggle room they want to play with the character a little bit. Yeah, they can be a bit more kind of free and altering it slightly. Mm-hmm. So, sticking in the Spider-Man No Way Home universe, yeah. my other point that I wanted to... Kind of a theory, but also kind of a sad thought at the same time. We know Daredevil's back. Mm-hmm. And obviously we saw that Kingpin was kind of from Hawkeye was back at the top and there's this theory yeah. that maybe Daredevil got blipped yeah which would kind of make sense but I saw this thing was like if we're going on that theory just think there was a point where people were getting blipped and the way that Daredevil oh went, I know what you're talking about yeah 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 he's just gonna hear those heartbeats disappear yeah, so I've seen a lot of people saying they want Daredevil's next project, which a lot of us are assuming will be a TV show mm-hmm. based on his Netflix shows. A lot of people are saying they want the opening scene of that to be That's... him just hearing New York City get quieter. And that, if done right, could be the, one of the most beautiful shit scenes ever put together. Well, it's like, so yeah, that's what I was kind of leading on. And it's like, if you think like the first episode is that, and we saw how with Yelena, how quick it was for the person. Yeah. But like, we could see the moment of like, it's getting quieter and then he blips. But then in like the split second of him, like it obviously comes back. And then suddenly it's like five years. There's like chaos and different things happening. And he's experiencing all that. Like the sudden thing of like New York's just suddenly in chaos because half the population's reappeared. Yeah. There's lots of fun to be had with it, um, and I'm really curious to see where it goes. Because I also think, like, if they do that, it kind of sells why he hasn't, sh- he didn't show up in like any of the like Infinity War and Endgame. Because like he got blipped, and then when he reappeared, his first priority is Hell's Kitchen and yeah. trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Like he's not going to be thinking about what fight there needs to be gone and hard. Yeah, so, really, really interesting to see where they go. But I'm just happy to have Deadpool back. Same. And hopefully we get some of the other characters as well. Well, talking of new characters, let's mm. move on to my new little segment. So part of this is because, I mean, I didn't know a lot about this character, so I imagine a lot of other people don't know of the character as well. Um, but I think I'll try and keep this running as often as need be, so when new characters are being introduced, or even if there are people in the comments who are like, I'd like to know more about this character, we'll do it then as well. But um, this week we're starting with a character who's going to be introduced in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, 
she is strategically placed throughout the trailer without ever being the focal point of it, which I thought was really cool. Just kind of like, oh, there she is. But no one is going to think too much about it because similar to Miles Morales, she's quite a young character. She only came into a comic in 2011. And I'm talking of Miss America or America Chavez. Now, I'm going to be honest, when I was doing initial research, I thought her superhero name was American Chavez, and, and not that her name was America Chavez. Um, so let me get up her powers here, because this is some, some really interesting stuff. Yeah, all I know so, is it was stars. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is, this is really funny. So she possesses superhuman strength, durability, and the power of flight, which is based on what I can gather, made possible by, like, essentially how Superman was originally portrayed to be able to fly, which is she jumps really high really fast and then just, like, glides, essentially, which is how Superman originally used to fly. Um, So that's kind of how she flies. So just insanely strong, fast, durable, and she ages super slowly. Mm -hmm. But the real iconic power of hers, I guess you could call it, is that she has the power to kick open star-shaped holes in reality. That's what I'd heard. And what this does is, this is like dimension hopping, and this allows her to travel throughout the multiverse. I see. So, a lot of people are assuming that she's going to be like guiding Doctor Strange through the multiverse of madness, or they bump into each other, or something like that. But, gives us lots of options and it also gives us a character within the MCU that can just grab people from legacy films or like an Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, whenever the, mm-hmm. we want them without it being a plot hole. You can just go, oh, they just asked America to go grab them. It's fine. So um, a question, I don't know if yeah. you have the answer, but is she... If she's from some or has these powers, is there others like her? Like there's as like far others... as I know, she's very unique with her power to go through reality in this way. There might be people who can hop reality as well that I'm not aware of or that I'm overlooking. Mm-hmm. But she's the only one that does it in such a badass way of kicking open a star-shaped door through the world. Because like my thought just then was, I wonder if there's some book about like the multiverse that Strange is researching and it talks about people that maybe. have that ability and he goes looking and that's how he bumps into her maybe. So I'm not going to try and butcher the actress who's playing her first name. I'm so sorry. I do not even know where to start with it. Um, the last name is Gomez, so I'm just going to call her Miss Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, Safe. She, she, she's it's not an actress I've seen before. I don't recognise her and I'm really good with remembering actors and actresses' faces. Um, so she might have had a role when she was a little bit younger and she's just grown up and her face has changed a bit. But I really am curious to see, A, how accurate to the comics they keep her. Um, because, like, based on what I'm reading, I've read, when, like, at her strongest, she was throwing down with Carol Danvers of the 616 continuity and holding her own. So she's strong. Right, okay. Like, proper strong. So I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with her with that, and I'm really excited to see how this character changes the scape of the MCU, because like, with everything that's come through in Phase 4, which started with Far From Home, yep. everything since then has had the mention of the multiverse, and every time we've gone, okay, so this is when the multiverse is going to open. This, But what if Phase 4 is just us starting to understand the multiverse a little bit, before it opens at the end of phase four. Yeah, I think they're just going to uh, drip feed it. Yeah, we're of... just getting just getting little bits and pieces of what could happen, what won't happen. Yeah, I think I definitely see your, like, the idea of it being more towards the end of phase four when it kind of all opens up. Because Exactly. They need, you, you've also got to look at it as like the comic book readers understand the multiverse because it's been in comics and like explained. Yeah, it's been there for so long now. But, the majority of the MCU watchers won't understand it, so they've got to kind of drip feed it. And yeah, it the, the, and also they're going to build their own rules with how the Marvel universe, yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, interacts with the multiverse. Um, that, that it's not it's not going to be a simple 
I would think as it is in the comics where they can just go, okay, we just go write it like this and then we'll change it when we want to. Because yeah. I think, as stupid as it sounds, comic readers aren't, although they can be strict about things, they're not as strict about continuity resets and stuff because they're just so used to it, whereas film watchers aren't. Yeah, they're kind of used to the comic book reasoning of oh, different yeah. universe. It, it, it's different because we say so, just accept it, and they go, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, interesting but so yeah no I'm, I'm i'm super excited to see how she goes um and like i said we've got lots of new projects coming up um so take a little bit of time each week to go through characters and if in the mm -hmm. comics anyone wants to ask about a particular character feel free and i'll see what i can do and see now i'm just thinking about all the she could be the key <laughs> yeah in x-men but this is what we said about the last Six projects, isn't it? True. We thought the end of Spider Man was going to break down all the walls and all the characters were going to flood in and blah, blah, blah. Um, See, that meme was... of who broke the multiverse is just getting bigger and bigger at this point. Yeah. And everyone, so something I saw was everyone's constantly trying to line up things happening with the end of Loki. Yeah. I, I don't put a lot of stock in that. No, I don't because I'm pretty sure, I don't know if. Take this with a grain of salt. I might have read wrong, but I'm pretty sure one of the writers or direct, like the ones behind Loki show, was like, in like he's like, if we not had a pandemic, Loki would have come way down the line from these films. Like it was at a different point in, it was later I mean, on originally. Yeah. So like this idea of everything's lining up with the Loki ending is like the Loki yeah. thing should have come afterwards. Yeah, and what, what do you know? What another thing? Uh, sorry, this is slightly off topic. It's going back to the film fans not being on the same wavelength as comic book fans. Mm -hmm. you, you see a lot of film fans like making jokes about Spider Man at the end of No Way Home when you see his new. Uh, sorry, yeah, No Way Home. You see his new suit and you see him flying over Rockefeller, which is where the end of Hawkeye takes place. Mm -hmm. Everyone's joking that Spider-Man's just like, oh, there's Clint. I'm friends with him. I still remember him. I'm just going to let him keep fighting this big, scary fight by himself. This happens all the time in comics. Could you imagine if in every single comic, every character in the vicinity came to help with every little thing? Yeah, they, we need, they a, a lot of people need to just take a step back and go, if a character's not in it, they're not in it. You don't have to assume they're just choosing to not be there. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, that moment of him swinging over the top, like, it could have been, like, the Hawkeye thing could have happened earlier. Yeah. And, like, obviously Spider-Man had all the shit he had going on, or it could have been later on. Like, exactly. You, you don't know exactly where it lines up, so. Exactly. This this could be after Peter, this could be during Peter in that period just before Christmas, just before the portals got open and stuff. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But yeah, I just thought that was quite funny. Um, so I think the next bit of big news is um, Batman got its official rating. It did. I it's going to be a, it's going to be a PG-13 rated film. But interestingly, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if you noticed, so the form that gets released states the reasons why it's PG-13. Mm -hmm. um, and people compared the one for this Batman film to Christian Bale's ones. Yep. And people look at them going, this Batman has a lot more extreme wording in why it's a PG-13. So people are convinced, yes, it is a PG-13, but people are thinking it's like right on that brink. And if they changed one scene out, that it probably would have been higher. Yeah, what, a lot of it can the, be the, like um, the way a scene is shot as well. Yeah. Yeah. My big question is, was the director told it had to be a PG-13? Mm. And also, did, like, maybe he wasn't told, maybe it was a discussion and he agreed with their points. But it's, it, as superhero films go, and for a character like Batman, it's a pretty low-budget film. It's similar to the first Deadpool film in budget. Mm. which was not a lot. It was like 100 million, which, yes, I know is a lot of money, but as budgets for Film films standards. go, yeah. it's not that much, especially for a comic book film in this day and age. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us, when we saw that low budget, were assuming they've not put as much money into it because they know they're going to make it an older age rating and therefore won't make as much money. 
And Deadpool showed, yeah, if you spend $100 million on an adult comic book film, you're still going to be absolutely fine and make a fuck ton of money. Or was it just the way it happened? They told the story they wanted to tell. They did the shots they wanted to shoot. They edited it how they wanted to edit it. And it came out how it came out. That's what I was um, going to say. I wonder if it was like less that he, the director or anything was told how to be hit PG-13 or if it was just like, tell the story you want to tell and shoot it in the way that you think fits best. I remember, I saw someone um, make a really maybe good ha- point. Like, they put it in and they're like, if it gets rated R, it gets rated R. If it gets rated and whatever, they're like, it's, it's whatever. And it just happened what, what to come out film as PG-13. So Matt Reeves is the director. Just give me two seconds here, because someone else was... I saw someone make a very good point about he made another film that was like still really dark and really gritty, but also managed to be a PG film. Oh, it was the uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and the War of the Planet of the Apes oh. films. He oh, did great. them. Yeah, good film. I like them films. And like that... that yeah, there's totally some brutal points in those films. So like he knows how to tell a dark and scary story while staying in the confines of PG-13. So, I'm not overly concerned. I, I still think it's going to be a good film. Yeah, and I, I know from different things, like, a lot of the times the rating comes down to what's visually shown, which yes. comes down to just, like, the way of a camera angle or how something's shot. Like, yeah. You can still tell, like... Batman oh, cracking skulls, like, but it's happening out of shot. But yeah, you know like, it's happening. Just, like some, like you just see it from Sp- Batman's back, like from behind. Yeah. Like you don't actually see the skull. Well, it's, it's like the bit in the trailer where he goes, "I'm vengeance," and like the guy's below him on the floor, and you see him wailing down on the guy, but you don't see the guy he's hitting. Yeah, exactly. That's, stuff, it's, yeah. It's, so I guess I, I would have preferred an R-rated one, but I don't. I'm not concerned. I think as long as, like, if he's shot the film he wanted to and in the way that he wanted to and it just happens to have it's come out as a PG-13, I don't think it matters. I think as long as he hasn't kind of... As, as long as it's not altered how the film has been produced. Exactly. Like, uh, as long as they haven't, like, dumbed it down to be more kid-friendly because they want the sales or whatever. Like, I, I think a lot of the concern about this, rightfully so, comes from all the horror stories we've heard over the last few years of directors within the DCEU just not having any creative freedom. Mm. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the fear comes from. I do understand it. I get why people who are fans of the character are worried about that. But I genuinely don't think in this case that that's what's happened. So this... And this Batman film is standalone from the DCEU? Am I right in thinking that? As of right now, I believe it is being produced in a similar way to the Joker under DC's Black Label, I think they call it, which are just standalone stories and films they want to tell. However, with the success of Joker, and if this film is as successful, I will not be surprised to see... Robert Pattinson's Batman go up against Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Well, yeah, that see, this is where I was because I was. We talked last week about um, Flashpoint and the potential that it's going to like reset the DCU. Yes. I wonder if this film is successful and like uh, the um, reception from the fans is a really like really high and good, like a good one. I wonder if that then locks them in with the decision of this is going to get tied into the DCU through Flashpoint. Like, this is going to be the new Batman. Like, I wonder if they're kind of... Because it's all rumours at this point still, if it's going to reset or not. And I wonder if there's, like... This kind of gives them the freedom of if they do. It is true, and it comes out that, like this is received well they can go okay cool we can start this reset off really well and just yeah say, oh, this is the new batman and people are i just i don't interested. know i know this gets how stupid of how big a character batman is i don't know how well robert patterson does as the face of an entire universe or a franchise in that way i think as a for a batman film a batman trilogy he's perfect i think once you start getting into wider universe stuff where he excels as an actor um, would potentially not be used to its fullest. Yeah, 
I can. I, can um, I do get what you're saying, and I'm, and I will not be surprised at all if this film goes and makes eight, nine hundred, maybe even a billion at the box office, and then they go and we're relaunching the DCEU, and Robert Pattinson's going to be the new Batman in the DCEU. Um, I won't be surprised, but I will be a little bit. Yeah. if that is the way they go i i hope i would love and i this is very unlikely because it's just gonna make it let's be honest it would make them harder to make money but i would love if they just turned the whole dcu into a gritty more pg-13 to r like that age range of like that's just what the dcu becomes and they just make it more adult so now this might this might this might be where we disagree. Oh. I I'm not necessarily against gritty, but comics are fucking fantastical and out there and ridiculous. What is this obsession with gritty and dark? You can tell really good and deep stories without it having to constantly be broody Batman. If that makes sense. Yeah. This guy sounds fucking ridiculous, but stick with me. The Lego Batman movie mm-hmm. is the and best that, Batman yeah. movie we've ever had. I, I could quite easily agree on that. It's yeah. funny as fuck. And it doesn't feel like he's not Batman because he's a bit ridiculous. Oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't 100%. go. You know, they managed to tell a, re- a good, interesting story. Don't get me wrong. I like the whole idea of him and the Joker actually being friends, but like, it's beautifully told it's really funny they get the whole batman voice and the yeah i'm batman and stuff like that but also like he feels like a badass he feels and he's camp and funny and it's like that's what he always was um i'm 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 all in on them relaunching batman and doing a trilogy adam west style of no actual punches thrown and it cuts to the big pals and stuff give it to a proper fucking out there director I blame Tim Burton for this obsession with dark, gritty Batman. Um, yes, Batman is a bit dark. Yes, he is a bit gritty. But, I mean, I, I like to be able to see my films. And for some reason, the, uh, the fucking light man on all of these DC films, because of that, refuses to turn the bulbs up. And I love cinema. I'll go see anything in the cinema. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking squinting. And it's giving me a headache because they're always so dark because they're obsessed with this dark and gritty aesthetic and i'm just i'm just over it i guess the way i am meaning like i would hope that i'd love to see like dc you go like dark and gritty it's more like it didn't like i i probably in my head is more i don't think all the films should be like that gritty moody whatever but i think they should be more than okay with Oh, we're going to be a bit more violent in this film, and it's an R-rated. It's oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm all I'm all in on them making it R-rated. But can they go if they're going to do that? Can they go the route of James Gunn's Suicide Squad instead of mixed with Deadpool or something? Yeah, just give, give us like literally make it a cartoon, uh, like uh, sorry, comic book style, which is what both of them films are: Deadpool and James Gunn's Suicide Squad, and just. Like this, I, I know you haven't seen James Gunn's Suicide Squad, so I'm going to have to ruin this scene for you. But it doesn't really ruin anything. There's a scene where Harley Quinn goes on a fucking killing spree. Right. And she's got, I think it's a sword and a gun. And she's like, it's almost like a hallway scene that are being used a lot and not overused, in my opinion. If anything, I want more of them. Um, of fighting through a hallway of bad guys. But when she's slicing their throats in really brutal ways, instead of blood, you're seeing her like hallucination and it's all pretty flowers and birds flying out of it. So it's still this really gruesome and brutal fight scene where she's like dismembering people. Yeah. But there's no blood. It's ridiculous cartoon. But you you find yourself wincing as she cuts someone's head off and then she like chuckles and you see like birds flying out of the decapitated head. And like that kind of ridiculousness is what I'm all for. See, yeah, I'm I'm for that, but then there's like a part of me would love that like that they kept the majority of seeing that, but there's very like almost like flash points in that 
scene oh for sure where like yeah it shows the reality of what's going on <laughs> yeah no, that's the beauty because a lot of us especially i feel with dc a lot of the villains that you're going to run with are deranged so that mm. gives you this beautiful ability so when you're looking at it from the villain's point of view having these ridiculous scenes and then you can almost have and don't get me wrong it's not easy to do because we've seen people try and do it and fail you can have almost these two-toned films which yeah. really then, without you having to implicitly have the people saying what they believe, you can show that they literally have contrasting beliefs. But, and I'm going to say this really close and into the mic in case they're listening, when you go to the hero's perspective, we still need to be able to see what is happening. Turn the fucking lights on. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, Ori. I can't Just do it anymore. That's probably all done in post-processing. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty just, sure if you saw, the darkness down. It, I'm pretty sure if you saw uh, what it was like raw from the cameras, it, you'd be able to visualize it fine. They just darken everything. And like I said last week, I love uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, and I do want Zack Snyder to make more superhero films. But that motherfucker needs to put that whoever whoever is in charge and whoever says yes to what he wants needs to stop letting that man put slow-mo in every 30 seconds <laughs> did you i, I can't I remember the percentage but so it's like a three and a half hour film and i'm pretty sure they said i saw somewhere that like 15 percent of the film has is, is in slow motion jeez yes now hang on though do we wonder if that is because he had of what he had to work with no he wanted it that way oh okay because i was gonna say because like obviously he came back and did his cut of it but like had he been through there the whole process he might have filmed extra stuff for those shots well, no, that he wanted but... in the end he did film extra stuff originally he was told he couldn't film but then he did get to film extra stuff Oh, then I, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He's to just chill out the slow mo then. Um, yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, I love a good slow mo shot, but even he was overdoing it for me. Um, I'm sure when I watch it to put it in two times. <laughs> um, also, Eternals dropped yesterday oh, yeah, on onto Disney Plus. I think it was yesterday, yeah. Did have you, you now? I know we're, we're we're on very similar parts of TikTok. Have you seen what's happened? Mm, no okay so there's a, there's a little bit of know. spicy drama here so again spoiler alert for Eternals if you have not seen Eternals skip yes. forward a fair bit or just come back when you've watched it um, so at the end of Eternals Icarus flies into the sun and kills himself a lot of people thought that was cheesy irony I really love the irony if you don't get the irony listeners Icarus is Greek mythos, I believe, yes. um, of the guy who flew too close to the sun and his wings burnt off and he fell and died. Yeah. Um, Which is so the I, film, I, they joke about that they were the ones that made that story. Yeah, up. yeah, exactly. Because a lot of the Eternals are based off Greek mythology old, old gods. Well, no, they're just old oh, gods uh, from all over the world, aren't well, they? Yeah. There's, I think it's something like, I think at least half of them is all Greek stuff and then there's like yeah. a bit of different stuff. But yeah, it's all like old mythology or gods and different but things there was a woman on tiktok and she did a tiktok going when your brother's a stunt double in the mcu and he's now working that. on yes so did you see the bit after that no where she tested marvel fans one sec let me give the context to people who haven't seen it so she was like when your brother's a stunt double in the mcu and you know he's working on bringing back a character um yeah. But you can't say anything, ha ha ha, it's like the ha 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 sound or whatever. So mm -hmm. she really tested Marvel fans and it took them, I think, a grand total of about 46 minutes to work out that her brother was the stunt double for Richard Madden, who plays Icarus. Okay. So everyone's like, okay, cool, so they're bringing Icarus back. Um, whether that's true or not is irrelevant. I just thought that was quite funny. But I think you've just got everyone in the comics panicking, guys. Shit, have we just got her brother fired by working that out too quickly? See, that was. A, do you know what the funny thing is? I saw that TikTok and I didn't read the comments, but I was like, 
I bet it wouldn't take long for people to work out who her brother is yeah. and then so, work out who he's been a stunt double for. So there's like, I want to say there's like three stuntmen in the MCU who get used a lot. Yeah, there is. Um, and they cover a lot of characters. So it's like her brother was one of them three guys. You're not really going to be able to work out who it is. Because you'd be like, okay, they've yeah. been, yeah, they've yeah, been be stunt the doubles. They've been stunt doubles for each other, for fuck's sake. Um, but the fact that the only person that, that her brother seems to have worked for that's also been a part of the MCU yeah. is Richard Madden. Is that absolutely cracking me up? I do wonder, though, if, if, if she was allowed to have that information and signed an NDA with Disney or Marvel, yeah. whoever, I feel like this could just be a misdirect. And maybe this is just me always thinking Marvel know everything that's going on. But it just feels like it could be a misdirect. I honestly, I, I get where you're coming from, but I don't actually... F like, the sense I got from this was like... I, I doubt... I bet she had to sign... And then she obviously had to sign NDA for some reason, which means like, because usually in those situations, like, family don't get to know, and they don't get family to sign NDAs. They just don't tell them, or they just told well, they I can't mean, tell family. You never so know. Then, she, the reason she might have had to sign the NDA, she might be a brother's manager or something. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. It's like she could be included in work somewhere else or that. But I kind of think it was she just didn't. Maybe expect people to work it out that quickly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she just didn't realise how fucking keen the internet can be. Yeah. But that's interesting. Uh, they're gonna bring... it, it cracked me up. It cracked me up. So, is there anything else going on with DC at the minute? Um, no, it's all pretty quiet until Batman's out, isn't it? Yeah, Batman comes out and then... March? Early March? Yeah, it's very early March. Um, because I looked it up because when I was trying to work out if this Batman's like the thing about it with Flashpoint because I was looking at when Flashpoint comes out and when Batman comes out um, I've, I've really although I won't be watching Aquaman 2 in cinema I really want to know how they're going to explain Flashpoint in the summer reset oh, yeah, the like DCEU straight into the Aquaman happen, film that's gonna <laughs> fuck you know what it is. You're just gonna. That's gonna come out. Everyone's like, it's gonna tank at the box office anyway because I'm heard. It's just gonna act like it. it never happened. And then you're just gonna look at it and you're gonna go, the fuck happened? And then you'll get a producer or a director or someone come out and just go, we genuinely didn't get told anything. It'll be that, and then it'll be like, someone will go, so how does Aquaman two now fit into things? And they'll go, what film? <laughs> they'll just they'll act like it didn't happen because it tanked it's going to tank and it's going to get absolutely just storylines yeah. just going to get destroyed so and do you know what it could be a good film but it's going to tank regardless because enough people are refusing to watch anything that I've heard in it yeah that's um, just yeah well I mean yeah the, um, what I really want to say and I never know maybe it'll get brought back up in 10 years time who knows cool. if I don't know how the contract situation works, surprisingly. If DC has any way to pull themselves away from Warner Brothers and they're looking for their Kevin Feige, hit me the fuck up. I have got documents on documents of planned preparation for this. We, I will make you so much money. Here's just, a... Uh, just, just hit me up. A bold thought. Bringing up like, the idea of the contracts and... If that is the case and like... DC could end up with their contracts back to give to someone new. What if Disney bought them? I don't know if Disney would actually be allowed to buy them. Because when they went to buy Fox, there was worry about them owning... Oh, by, uh, sorry, going into Monopoly, Monopoly territory. Yeah. And I don't know if DC would flip them into too much um, paper sales, essentially. Yeah, okay, yeah, I didn't think of it. I'm way. not saying it is impossible, I just don't know if that would even yeah, be possible. Yeah. And also, you've got to remember... Like, if, if we got Disney, that, that just opens the door to, like, Disney uh, DC versus Marvel stuff. Yeah. So here's my genuine concern with that, ignoring any worries about uh, monopolisation. Hmm. Disney already has a rule where it won't have two films out in the cinema in the same month. 
You said we'd be screwed. We would, we'd go from getting like three or four Marvel films a year to getting half that amount because we'd also be getting DC films. Oh, yeah. And then you'd also have the problem of because they're releasing them half as often. True. The actors are stupid, it sounds, aging faster. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. And they're looking to introduce a lot of characters, so you don't want to go from a plan of we're pumping out a new film every year with this particular actor, whether it's a crossover or their own film or TV show, and then all of a sudden go, okay, you film this, now fuck off for four years. Okay, do you know what we... Uh, do you know what the best way is? We need Sony... Yes. ...to finally just, like make have have a marriage with disney in terms of we're gonna work together on this thing like tell you what let's Horrid. actually come together once on we, like what, films and stuff what, and then they once, just go and buy dc once we are the biggest um Podcasts. nerd cast in the world yeah. we we will of course be making money and have to start our own company just to be on the safe side we'll call it cutscene convoys productions and then once we are just billionaires from this individual podcast or nothing else because we're going to be that successful, we will buy DC. I'm, I'm down for this. And then we'll just cast all the boys. Um, we, will, we will hire um, John... I oh, forget how to say his last name. John... Um, is it John? Or is it that? Why am I fucking blank? The, the Marvel guy. Kevin? Kevin. Why did I think it was John? Where's that come Kevin. from? I'll be our Kevin. Yeah, but no, we just hire him and you and him work together on it. Oh, he can be my understudy. <laughs> the part, like, uh, come together on it. You go, right, this is what I, what I want to do and we're going to do and you're going to help me make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And you can but fill just, in the details. <laughs> like, when it comes to comics, I'm probably more, cons- I'd probably more be considered the DC fanboy in comics. But when it comes to movies and to an extent now as well, TV shows, I'm just like, it's, it, I'm just sitting there going, DC has all these great characters that are being wasted and it makes me sad. On other news... Like every year they just oh, get further behind. Yeah, they do, exactly. And the problem is they're trying to catch up instead of just doing it properly. So, um, Rotten Tomatoes announced its like awards that it gives out for 2021. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And WandaVision yeah, that, was the that... highest rated TV show. I'm glad. I, the, the parts of the internet I'm on are telling me that that was the worst Marvel show somehow. Um, so for that to have been rated the best makes, is, makes me like wonder like where are the people who are very open like me and like yourself about their love for WandaVision? Because I'm not seeing them anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Like, most people are... I think the people that, like, speak out about, like, which ones are the best shows are the ones that, like, to follow kind of the crowd. Yeah, maybe. Sort of thing. I've always... I've, I've always felt like each one of those, the Marvel shows from last year or whatever, they were all great in different ways and i yeah they had a lot of fun with them one division was a great example of kind of tv style they did mm-hmm. such a great job of every episode was a different sort of sitcoms like they they had so much creativity like freedom creative freedom with it that it just turned out great my only complaints with the marvel shows last year were in all but falcon and the winter soldier the ending, the finale, felt a little lackluster. Yeah. I I would not like the shows we're getting this year to have the same five episodes or four episodes of, oh, who's the big bad? End of the fifth episode, the person that everyone's already guessed it is gets revealed to be the big bad. And then the second half of episode six is fighting them and then it's over. Yeah, I get, um, I get what you mean. I, I'd, I don't know, it's going to sound ridiculous. I'd like them to bump the series up to nine episodes and break it down almost like a film in the sense of you've got your beginning, your middle, and your end, three episodes each. 
Yeah. Um, and just give us a bit more time with the villain. That's what I loved about the Netflix shows. In the Netflix shows, they did this thing that I... And it will get to a point, if it's done properly, where it gets called a trope, but I'm in love with it. You take the bad guy and you make it clear they are a bad guy. Yep. You then make the person feel sorry for them and go, oh, wow, that could be me. I just didn't have that bad a life like that person did. Maybe they're just unlucky. And then you have a moment right near the end, but not quite at the end, an episode, maybe two before. They do something where you go, oh, no, shit. They are the bad guy. Yes, they had a shit childhood or a shit whatever. They had traumatic experiences, but they are still the bad guy. And that's what they did with Kilgrave and Kingpin in Netflix so expertly. Mm -hmm. Do we think they're doing that with Wanda? I I don't think they turn Wanda into a bad guy. They turn her into... They turn her into an antagonist to certain people. Okay. So you know how the Punisher isn't a bad guy? Yeah, anti-heroes. But, he, but he's an antagonist to Spider-Man and Daredevil and lots of other people in New York who disagree with what he's doing, but they understand why he's doing it. Yeah. I, I can see Wanda kind of filling in that role beautifully. Okay. Yeah, when, I... when, when shit really hits the fan and it's Avengers level threat, she's fighting alongside them. Other than that, leave me the fuck alone. Because yeah, the problem see... is, she's so powerful, if she's just left to be a straight-up goody two, she's like a Captain America. I mean, she just stomps everyone. Whereas yeah, if she I... just wants to be left alone, you, you have a reason for Marvel fans to not lose their mind and go, oh, where's Wanda? Blah, 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 blah. I think it'd be interesting to see if they... Not like everyone's presuming she's going to become, or everyone's predicting she might be the villain in Multiverse of Madness. And I think it is more like what you say, actually, now that you put it that way, it's like, I think we see her kind of cross that line in Multiverse of Madness where she becomes more like an anti hero by something that she does. And I think it's going to relate to her wants out of the multiverse versus what Doctor Strange feels should happen. Yes. So, before we move on to the superhero showdown, hmm. I have a little question for you. Okay. So, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness has been confirmed to have a fuck ton of cameos. Yep. But none of the cameos themselves have been confirmed. Mm-hmm. If you, if, you, if you get to choose right now one cameo... <sighs> Only one? ...that is definitely going to happen in the film, what one is it? Oh. Huh... I'm going to go, only because I've been wanting this for fucking ages, I want Deadpool. Yeah. And the only reason I, like, also partly feels probably quite believable it could happen is because he, like, I know from the comics that Deadpool and Spider-Man have this, like, bromance. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting that ever since the first Deadpool film. That reminds me. Do you want to hear a really funny meme I saw? Oh, hang on. Because Go on, no, finish your thought first. Doctor Strange is obviously like this whole multiverse thing has kind of started from the Spider-Man film. It would make sense to me that he bumps into someone that is also knows of Spider-Man, and like that kind of reasoning as to why Deadpool yeah. might appear. But yeah, gone. So I saw a meme that Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is is the protector of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but the boyfriend of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. That that actually, <laughs> and that dynamic, you can just see it. Do you know why that even more believable is? Because Ryan Reynolds and Andrew Garfield kissed. Yeah, at the, that iconic kiss. Golden Globes. Her Golden Globes or Oscars. Oh, but yeah, I think if I had to pick one person, it'd probably be Deadpool. Just like I just want him to be in the mark like, in in the MCU properly. I'm I'm gonna say this cameo. And the only reason I want it to be this one is because if it isn't this one, I don't think we're ever going to get it. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. That was my second choice. It was literally like cameos. I was like, oh, Hugh Jackman, Deadpool, and then you went just one, and I was like, oh. He's he's quite old now for the role. 
I, I it'd be asking a lot of him. Bearing in mind that the the X Men aren't even introduced yet, it would be asking a lot of him to wait around and keep himself in good enough shape for that kind of a high intensity role. So I would like us to have a cameo of his Wolverine in this film, purely like... so we get to see him in the MCU. I suppose though, in the X Men storyline, he is like the old man Logan now. Well, I mean. That was a flash forward. You've got to remember the X-Men timeline's all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we could bump into a younger version but like, of it. That's, we could, and like, but they, they could quite easily, uh, with his current age, just kind of play up, like lean more into that end of his story. I, I do get what you're saying. My problem is, and you know me, I'm all for like bending stories a little bit because to make them work because Marvel do it really well. The old man Logan story... Uh, does not work nicely in the current landscape of the MCU. Yeah. Because it is like a war-torn world where you've got Red Skull wearing Captain America's bloodied suit and Hulk shagging She-Hulk and eating their Hulkling babies and shit. Um, So it just doesn't work in an MCU where it's put together and not falling apart. True. Um, Sadly. I do think you're right. But a huge Jackman cameo would... Make probably make me Even cry, just to, be to kind of like tie in X Men, like out of everybody, like he's been in every X Men film, and like they've uh, traveled yes, yeah. and they've traveled through time in the, some of the films and different things. Like, so it would make sense that he's the one that travels multiverse, multiversally, yeah, like out um, of any of the characters. Well, it's this kind of a joke amongst um comic book nerds that no matter what the X-Men lineup is Wolverine is there yeah and it's Hugh Jackman yeah no 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 just like even in the comics no matter what lineup of the X-Men you're fighting Wolverine is there he's just always there no matter what it's like you've killed it you've killed Wolverine and that's why these guys are coming for you Wolverine's there you're in a timeline where Wolverine doesn't exist doesn't matter Wolverine's there um and it's just he's, he's so iconic that I just don't want to lose I don't want to lose out on Hugh Jackman in the MCU, even if it is just a cameo and we never get anything else from it. I would love to finally see him on the big screen in a Marvel Studios film. There's... Do you know, like, if they could, t- if they do tie in that universe, because that Hugh Jackman, like, the Wolf- X-Men is the same universe that Deadpool's in. Uh, yes. Because... Like they they haven't explicitly said it, but it's pretty much no 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 they they kind of have. It's just the the continuity of the X Men films kind of is a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So like, I don't think Marvel want to touch that incarnation of characters with a barge pole, other than uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, because you can just explain it by he's Deadpool. Well, who gives a fuck? I'm just wondering if we get Deadpool in, there's still an opportunity there for Hugh Jackman to pay, make a cameo in a Deadpool film yeah because it's like that whole band in the comics that yeah. Deadpool and Wolverine have so like yeah. there's a couple of different ways that we might be able to see Hugh Jackman appear in the MCU before he gets too old which would yeah. be sick so we're ready to move on to the superhero showdown yes did you see what it is already yeah you uh, it was from Luke one of our friends yeah. so one of our friends Luke has given us our superhero showdown for the week we have got MCU Doctor Strange versus MCU Wanda Waxamoff, a.k.a. The Scarlet Witch. Now, I have very strong feelings on this one, Hori, so I want you to go first. Oh, with, okay. with your thoughts. Talk me through. Hmm. I do. From what little I... I don't know a lot about either of them really more than what we've kind of experienced in the MCU. Probably, I probably know a bit more about... Um, well, I mean, it's only the MCU versions that matter. Yeah, Take true. It, you, you're just taking it based on what you've seen on screen. Okay, so if we're going based on what we've seen on screen, I... I would lean towards Doctor Strange maybe winning in a fight. Purely, purely more this is before we see this is set before multiverse but so it's like only because we kind of only just seen 
Wanda kind of becomes Scarlet Witch, so she doesn't necessarily fully know her potential yet. And see, that's the only reason I lead to Doctor Strange having a bit of advantage because oh. he has a bit more kind of knowledge and... Oh, this is so interesting because I'm fully on the opposite side of you. In my head, is like, I wonder if he'd be... Like, my thought is just like, he might have enough knowledge that he can contain her at the moment in okay. whatever fight they have. But, like, she could very easily, in the fight, just kind of get more powerful than she realises she can be and then, yeah, maybe then she would probably so, win. So, I don't mean to say you're wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> she smokes him. He doesn't even know what the fuck's happened before he's clapped. She, d- 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 she's just too powerful. This guy, and I know it was a difficult spell, was getting spoken to by a teenager and lost his concentration and almost destroyed the universe. She, in a grief-stricken state, create an entire reality where she had control over people like puppets she's she she's so low in him she you could blindfold her put her in a wheelchair it doesn't matter she's ending him so quickly Stephen strange is an academic he has studied mm. he has studied almost the science of magic and he is brilliant at it magic resides within wanda she has chaos magic she is She's not getting touched by him. He goes to do something and she just crumples him into nothing. I, I genuinely think this is like... If they are fighting to end one another, which I've got to assume they are, otherwise getting morality into it, you're struggling. Yeah. They're fighting to end each other. One, she, it's not even close. He's, he, can't, he doesn't touch her. She crumples him and then moves on to the next person who's wronged her. Um, she managed to bring down the Avengers when she thought she only got her powers by dumb luck all the way back in Age of Ultron. That's true. She's only she's practiced more since then. She now realizes she's the Scarlet Witch and she's got this chaos magic. At the end of One Division, it looked like she was struggling the Dark Hold or a book like that. You've also got to remember she took down she... Agatha Harkness, who put her in a trap and has hundreds of years of experience with magic and she still bitch slapped her i i don't get me wrong you're entitled to your opinion i don't think it's close okay i from your like from what you've said and your reason okay i, I would lean to she wins. i still think like in this situation of yes she is incredibly powerful and yes she's starting to realize what she's capable of I still think like the fight with Agatha was kind of she reached that potential due to kind of the strain of the fight kind of brought it out of her. So I don't think she has full understanding and control of how to do that. Just so you're putting the experience of power that Strange has as a big plus. Yeah, I think more so just in the sense of I think. Doctor Strange would start strong and would kind of get the advantage on her then maybe, but then I think it's because of like he might try and trap her in the mirror plane or whatever, but like he'll be doing something that is him winning, currently winning the fight and then that puts gets her to a point where like she just then, her potential comes out and yeah, okay, I can see that like yeah, she she obviously would smoke him then I think that's the thing is like, I think he might get, it might not be as one-sided as you're saying, in my opinion. I think that's a strange early on would make it a difficult fight, but I think the longer that fight went on, it just would turn the other way, yeah. I think- Okay. I, I see your points, I do, but I'm I'm still sticking hard with Wanda smacks him into a different, different plane of existence and he is he's either dead on impact or too scared to come back. Um, but hey, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, I I cannot wait to see. Well, uh, hopefully, people in the comments tell us who they agree with it because we've got a bit of a split decision. Oh. I, I I think one that absolutely claps him. Horry thinks it's a fair fight that could go either way. Um, do we have anything else to discuss, or are we wrapping up there on that 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 nail biter? <laughs> nail biter. <laughs> I think I think that covers all the like kind of the points. Obviously, at the moment, we haven't got any shows coming out, and we haven't got 
any films on either side, really. So Yeah. So, I guess what it comes down to is, if you've watched this because you don't care about spoilers, catch up so that nothing else gets spoiled for you. Yes. Make sure you follow this on whatever platform you're listening on so that you don't miss episodes. Yes, we are fully on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And then follow us on YouTube and TikTok, because some of this will be cut up into shorter bits that you can re-listen to to tell us how wrong we are again. And (laughs) at some point when I get around to it, I'll come up with some unique bits of content just for the shorter formats. Also, um, if you and aren't caught, caught up and you're not listening because you're worried about spoilers, the shorts and TikToks help. I'm, I'm trying to keep down. them spoilerish free for the minute. Yeah, and um, also just like some people have seen some bit, some stuff, and not others, so it allows them to pick yeah. which segments they can listen to. So exactly. Good, good the, the, yeah, exactly. Um, and follow us on Twitter. We'll post updates there. There'll be stuff for you to discuss, and Can't you'll be, be able to tweet us, ask us questions, give us things to discuss that you want to hear. Yes, very much so. Okay. And make sure to give us your, just as a reminder, give us your superhero showdowns for next week. Yes, more superhero showdowns, more characters you want to hear profiles about. Let yes. us know what you want to hear. Okay, that's all from us. Have a good weekend. Catch you next week.